Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Our friend Lisa Lanier is on the phone. She's the official attorney of this program. Now, normally here we do Lawyer Up, which is inside three to four legal cases, which she'll solve. And we have some of those. Some of them, though, are older because it's like... Well, what's going on in the law right now? We're going to ask Lisa about that. Hey, Lisa, how you doing? Hey, I'm fantastic. I hope you guys are. Well, doing well. First, tell us about your situation. Are you at home with the kids all day, every day, or are you still getting out to work some? I am working from home now because uh, I'm a cancer survivor. I had lymphoma years ago, and I'm all good now, but I still am considered immune-suppressed because oh, yeah. I, I took a long time, over about two years of chemotherapy, that killed all my B cells, which are a component of your immune system. So I am hunkered down. No one is allowed uh, in the house, you know, or, you know, from outside world and all that. And very hunkered down, locked down. God darn, you are the strongest person I know. I mean, you really are. That, I, I'm a, It's amazing what you do. But so you're hunkered down and home and that's good. And what about the, the law and the juries and the courtrooms? Are, is, is the law, the legal system still going on or has it slowed or ground to a halt? It has ground to a halt, actually. So the uh, the state courts have canceled everything through April 17th, and a lot of the local courts are, uh, like I just got a notice yesterday that Mecklenburg County, they have uh, reduced the hours that the staff is working. So they're only going to be there, I think, from 9 to noon. And so what, you know, if you have things that need to be filed or whatever, you have a very limited window to do that. And uh, they're just, you know, everything's getting really scaled back and uh, things that are so all sorts of motions and trials and things are being postponed until sometime after April 17th. And then we'll see Now they're they're making arrangements for emergency things like, uh, you know, where someone is uh, needing to be arraigned because of a criminal charge. They're also uh, making special circumstances for emergency like domestic violence orders and things like that. But for the most part, it is just ground to a halt yeah Man, it's awful everything has i mean everything has ground everything. to a halt. it's 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 awful uh what is your i mean of course you're just a lawyer and you're just like us but what do you have a gut feeling on when you might or people might get back to work i said this the the restaurants and the bars and the gyms just have to reopen in, in a week and a half they just have to because i've got to oh, get to the gym i've, I've got to yeah. get to the gym it's killing me i think i think you're looking at probably uh i mean certainly four to six months, I think, probably, before things have any hope of returning to normal. Four to six months? His mind is going, Lisa. That's, my, oh, that's, that's what I think. <laughs> four to six months. This economy, I mean, these restaurants yeah. won't mm. come back. These, no, these they won't. Won't. A lot of them I won't. I think it's going to be a long haul. And the other thing that's crazy is that now that we have COVID-19, it's here to stay. It's like measles, mumps, whatever. You know, so we're going to continue. I read an interesting uh, journal article. It was a medical journal article that said that we may see this now going forward as a cyclical thing, where the uh, we get it under control and then it, you know, that it gets rampant again, and we have to do this kind of shutdown again. And this may be something that we continue to do for decades. The article mm. said because you know it's uh, it's here to stay. It's like you know we worry about the flu every season. Now we're going to be worried about 
COVID-19 every season. So you, you're, this article you read said that we might have some sort of shutdown like this every year to get it under control. So I was thinking it would come back, but we'd develop a vaccine within a year, 18 or immunities months, or immunities to it. There'll be flu and COVID season. Right. And, but then you get, I mean, there's flu season. We live there every year. We don't close all the restaurants. If we have to close the restaurants like this, then our whole lives have changed. I mean, that's forever. Oh, I think lots of things. Yeah. I mean, we're, uh, we're very forward thinking in our law firm and we have actually switched over everything pretty much to video conferencing. And so we're trying to, you know, continue to move the ball forward for our clients but doing so with digital document signing, mm-hmm. with video conferencing for everything. because and, and I think what we're going to see come out of that is just a lot more of that in the future and a lot less face-to-face, even after things, quote-unquote, get back to normal. Oh, I do too. I, I saw this morning that uh, a lot of people are doing just that. They're conferencing in from home, and so they're all worried about how their house looks behind them, so they're cleaning extra and, and straightening things up you know, because you got to, everybody will see into your house now. Which I guess it should be clean anyway because you ain't been doing anything. That's right. That's <laughs> right. At home. Might as well go ahead and clean it. That's right. Man, Lisa, four to six months. Yeah, I was uh, I was on a uh, conference call like that the other day, and I realized uh, that I, you could sort of on my bookshelf behind me in my office see a naked bobblehead of Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I left it. I didn't know you had one of those. <laughs> what exactly is bobbling on that? <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, Lisa. okay. Now you. You got to clean that up, Lisa. You can't. Well, you yeah. can't you Leave can't, it. You can't. You can't have clutter like that. You're the president of the company. We can't have people. How do you think she got there? <laughs> My goodness, Lord. Well, let's go into some legal cases now that had been in limbo. Some of these have been solved. Now, I just wanted your uh, thoughts on them. A woman in Pennsylvania claims that she spent four days in the hospital after biting into food from Burger King that contained metal. And uh, it was a chicken sandwich, but both Burger King and the chicken supplier are denying her any compensation. This happened six months ago, but the woman says she bought chicken fries from a Burger King, and when she bit into one of the fries, she began to bleed immediately. When she got home, she threw up blood, and then she went to the emergency room. She says that uh, there were metal. There was metal in her GI tract. She's wanting uh, thirty. She got thirty thousand dollars in medical bills, but Burger King's insurance company and Tyson Chicken are saying no. We are not responsible. What happens here? Does, does she have to prove it somehow that it came from them? And is that, that must be difficult to do. We've had some cases like this before. What are her chances here? Yeah, she has to prove it. And I think she's facing an uphill battle here. And I think that Burger King and Tyson are implying that she created this scenario. Yeah. Yeah. If, you, um, if you look at the photos and the videos, they're pretty large fragments. And uh, they've been sent off to a lab. And the lab came back and said that, they tested to be high-carbon steel consistent with a utility knife. And um, so utility knives aren't used in the Tyson processing, uh, nor are they used at Burger King. uh, So they can't figure out, nobody can figure out where this came from. Mm -hmm. The other thing that the lab said that was interesting was that the metal they could tell had not been cooked with breading or raw chicken. So what the lab result, I think, implied was that this had been put in after the fact. Mm -hmm. And so they're, they're, I think they're feeling like they can cast enough doubt on this to say, hey, you know, we didn't do this, and maybe she did it. So she went to the whole length of not only putting it in her fry, but actually cutting herself and mm, swallowing knife doing parts. damage. Well, that, you know, we don't know. I don't. That's. I think that's what they're implying here by Man. saying that you know, that they that. So you know, and they're denying it, and who knows? I mean, it may have. Maybe there was a utility knife used somewhere in Burger King that broke and got into it. 
Um, the other thing is, if no. she took a bite of this and and she started to bleed, why keep eating it? Yes, why are you swallowing that? Mm. If you start, if you feel pain yeah. like that, you know. Um, they, they, I remember a couple of years ago, a guy wanted a knife at Burger King to cut his Whopper in half. I think he had some a disability and he needed it cut in half to eat it. And there was no knife. <laughs> they didn't have a knife, period, yeah. in the whole no, place. Remember they don't even have plastic knives. No, not even a plastic knife in Burger King, which I was surprised me. I thought they would you'd like spread butter on something, maybe with a plastic knife. No, there's no, nothing. Nah. First of all, there's no butter. <laughs> no. Second, there's no pats of butter in the back. No. No. You can't get Can a, I have a freshly buttered biscuit? <laughs> no butter you buns. from the health department? <laughs> I really thought that you'd have jelly. <laughs> yeah. If you want to put jelly on, they don't have any of that there at Burger King? I guess they it's don't. squeezable. I was going to say, they probably give Everything's a, everything's a squirty bottle, you know, now. So. I guess that's right. Uh, I don't yeah. like her chance. I think she, you know, from the reading it, it sounds like she did it herself. The next story we talked about a, a few months ago, Suffolk County, New York, wants to ban smoking in private homes. A county lawmaker sponsored a bill saying banning all smoking in apartments, condos, and multifamily homes should be the law. And he says you should be fined $1,000 or even arrested if you uh, smoke even in your own home. Could this go wider, or is it even going to pass there, Lisa? What are your thoughts on this? Well, you know, it's a. It seems like it's going a bit too far, mm-hmm. in my opinion, just because I think you know people ought to have the right to smoke in their homes if they want to. But if these folks are so anti-smoking uh, in Suffolk County, New York, they will be able to pass constitutional muster on this because there've been you know increasing restrictions on smoking, including you know public places and closed public spaces. Um, some areas have talked about uh, cars. In 2017, there, there was a federal ban enacted on smoking in public housing. So if you live in public housing, you can't smoke. And uh, the courts have said that smoking is not a constitutionally protected right. And mm. so laws then that are designed to regulate them are subject to a very low standard, which is just that they have to be rationally related to a legitimate government goal. And here they say the government goal is public health. And so they're allowed to regulate it. So wow. I think it is step. It's overstepping what they just sort of ethically like the right thing to do. I don't think they should do that. But legally, constitutionally, they can do it if they want to. Man, I'm surprised by that. Smoking. Well, I don't know about that. condos, but mm. when I lived in an apartment, you couldn't smoke, and I don't right. think you can smoke. In, Biggie can't smoke in his apartment. Right. No, you, you can't even. Be, you're not. But that's the rule. The when it's a non-smoking yeah. apartment, but in, right. in a private yeah. home, or yeah. if the apartment said okay, yeah. I'm. I thought these were just attached multifamily yeah. and condos yeah. and they well, were attached that, to each other. Well, uh, it is apartments, condos, and multifamily homes. So I guess that's what he's. Those are attached. Yeah, okay. Like duplexes, but, yeah. common walls. But he's, I guess some of them probably have smoking. You can smoke. Most probably don't at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm a little surprised to see that. But do you think it could ever go to single family homes? I wouldn't think I so. don't see that. I don't see any way to. I mean, I, just from a, just a popular, I mean, I think any, you know, anyone, even if you don't like smoking, you're not a smoker, I don't think you would yeah. want to regulate another person's behavior to that degree. It's just not right. Oh, I agree. And what do you do in, in Colorado, in Washington State, in California? Smoke a doobie. You see, it yeah, all carries over. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You know, Lisa, I hear because of this coronavirus that weed sales are through the roof. Your dealer tell you that? <laughs> Where you get this information? <laughs> Did you read that in high times? <laughs> hey, man, it's Crazy man, I'd have been here sooner, but I'm so busy. Man. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get? Yeah, and in places where it's legal, the lines are crazy out the dispensary. Around the, around the corner, is. they're yeah. around the corner. You're not supposed to line up, Colorado. No, you're not supposed to line up. <laughs> At least they won't let me get in Costco. You know what? In Costco, you you got to go around the corner. They will let you in like you know fifty in the store. And that's okay. Brutal in there. It's brutal. The whole thing is. Everybody has a mop. <laughs> 
It's terrible in there. Uh, St. Louis County, Missouri has agreed to pay $10.25 million in a settlement with a gay police lieutenant who said he was passed over for, for promotion 23 times and was told, if you want to get a job, a better job, tone down your gayness. Mm. And he has won ten, almost $10.5 million. Do you think, Lisa, are you surprised by this, first of all, that he won this? How did it work? A little bit. And so um, it actually he actually won $20 million. The, the jury originally gave him $20 million. He settled for ten point two five to avoid the appeal and the uh, lowering of the verdict potentially because of limits on punitive damages that mm. they have in Missouri. But so what um, apparently, so there's no, no explicit protection in Missouri for discrimination based on sexual orientation. He filed this as a straight out sexual discrimination, which, which a lot of states recognize that it can fall under sexual discrimination, but some don't. Mm-hmm. And apparently the jury, so in the, in the, the uh, local um, attorneys for the police department said, hey, this is not, you know, there's no protection for this. Right. But the jury and the judge disagreed. The jury slapped them, and apparently it was really egregious. And uh, the boss in this case has been in, under fire uh, for lots of other things not related to this and ended up, I think, having to resign in a in a, another scandal. So I think it was a pretty corrupt department as well. But, but the abuse of this guy was pretty significant, I think. And I think he was really... Um, he was put in some really bad situations, and it was so egregious, you know, 23 times when he was a really good officer. And he ended up, in the end, after the former boss was ousted, he ended up getting a big promotion out of after this. So I think he's come out he's come out good, and he's settled, so there won't be any further appeal of it or anything. So he'll get his $10.25 million and he keeps his job. Smart move to uh, settle for the 10.25. Then you don't have to go for it, go, go yeah. through it anymore like that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Tell you what, yeah, ten point two, and he kept his job. But why work? Mm, right, ten point two five million like that, you know, man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and finally, and Chris Tim, we have a personal note here. Yeah, this is Lisa. I'm, I don't know if you've. I, I should have emailed you about this, and I hope I don't offend anyone who might be working for this company. But my wife got a letter last week in the mail, and it looks like a bill, a standard invoice, and it's from a, a, a four-letter company, AFNI. Mm-hmm. It's a debt collection agency. And it says, Mrs. Dem, your UVerse account, your AT&T UVerse account has been referred to us, debt collection, to collect the debt. You owe them $64. We'll take 35 and erase the debt. Okay. And I think this is a scam because we don't have and have never had AT&T UVerse. I guarantee it's a scam. So they oh. think for $35 to make it go we'll away, just to make it go away. What should he yeah, do? Yeah, probably is. Should he just ignore it or should he fight it? Well, you can. I would. Uh, you can send it to the state. The attorney general's office has a consumer protection division, and they actually have a whole unit that is there to handle fraud. Now, of course, they're probably all working from home and not really doing mm. much of anything right now. Mm. But eventually, they'll get around to. I mean, you know, they're on a skeleton crew, I'm sure. But eventually, they'll get around to it. So, um, but they are very interested in that, and they go after these scammers. And they doesn't have to take up any of your wife's time. You know, going forward, if she will simply. Send it over. You can go online and look at Consumer Protection North Carolina Attorney General, and it'll you'll find it. 
All right. That, that to me, is such a, a, a good scam because I think most people would look at that. Yeah, it, I know. I thought it would work. Especially when it comes <laughs> <laughs> You made one full-up mistake, Biggie. Uh, I need to make a call. He didn't buy it. Biggie's got a bar tab. <laughs> Doesn't that seem like because you look at it and you say, oh, it could have been $64. It's 35 Let me just pay it. Well, first of all, it's in the mail. mail. Right. It's not yeah. a phone call. Right, right. Yes. Is there not a contact number? Or? Oh, yeah. There's a contact number and a street address for the company and everything. It it looks very official, too. It looks very official. It looks like something you would get from yeah. AT&T U-verse or this company. I mean, look at that. That's just something you fill it out. Well, you, you know, one thing I would be worried about, has someone stolen her identity taken and then gone and opened a U-verse account hmm. and then defaulted on it? That's Sometimes when you get a bill like that, it's a, it's a little warning sign that you've had your identity stolen. Oh, oh. That's, that's a good tip there. Oh, look into that. Okay. That's terrible. Listen, I take it from a guy who's had his identity stolen. And they gave it back. They did. Wasn't that bad? <laughs> it sounds a lot worse than you think. <laughs> yeah. that, your, uh, your credit went up, didn't it? It did. <laughs> yeah. Credit score? I oh. welcome people to steal mine yeah. right now. Yeah, you got to have it. <laughs> oh, I'm pre-approved? <laughs> what? How did this happen? Lisa Lanier, take care of yourself and your family. And, of course, we'll check back in with you next week for another Lawyer Up. But we have to get – I mean, it's hard to get stories right now for Lawyer Up, but we will. We'll do whatever we, it takes to have we you will. on. Absolutely. Thank you, Lisa. Good to talk to you.